I wanted a place for people to receive authentic guidance and practical ways to awaken. Thought-provoking, paradigm-shifting, and empowering. This is about expanding our human consciousness to create a wave of new possibilities. I'm Dr. Teresa Willard-Wyke, and this is Quantum Minds TV. Welcome back to Quantum Minds TV, where we take a deep dive into various perspectives on what it's going to take to create a shift in human consciousness. In this episode, we are continuing the conversation with Billy Carson, founder and CEO of Forbidden Knowledge, as well as the first class space agency, among many other notable achievements. Uh, I agree with you. I think 90, 99, 98, at least percent of people are good people. In their hearts, they're good people. There might be one percent, you know, who are yeah. intentionally doing bad. But most people, and and it truly is ninety nine percent, are good people. However, many of them are acting in ignorance, right? So they're doing the best yes. they can with what they know and what their current circumstances kind of dictate. But they've been veiled in ignorance because of indoctrination various uh, you know yeah. types of programming whether you know whether they're listening to religion media culture you know education whatever i mean mm-hmm. there's certain veils that have been placed over and so that acting out of ignorance can lead them to not making the right decisions right exactly so and then the distraction factor is you know so both of these together lead us to Two really big, big keys. I think maybe three. Um, you mentioned one of them is love, and and you know that comes from that tapping into higher consciousness. Another one is discernment, right? We we need mm. to learn to discern because, especially right now, there is so much conflicting information and so many opinions out there that are just mere opinions. And you know the Hermetic teachings say that that two of the greatest vices of humankind are godlessness and mere opinion. And yet everybody's got some opinion that they're spouting out there. And it's okay if it's an informed opinion, but if it's a mere opinion and you're just making up your mind, but you haven't done the research. And, you know, you even see this with the skeptics, for example, who might be scientists, but they have veiled themselves so much by their own dogma of science that mm-hmm. materialist science that they won't even consider looking for the evidence because they just, you know, cling to skepticism and then you know how do we become more discerning well i think you also said it, it was know thyself that the more we yeah. really come to know our true self not our ego or our personality but our true self that is the part of us that has this birthright to really you know reclaim our full potential and live as sovereign people within this world and create a beautiful world like that is what we're here for but we have to know thyself at a deep level and that's what the mystery traditions have been all about um mm-hmm. and so that ultimately i think comes you know these three things this you know we need this need for discernment to to gain clarity right now this this imperative to know thyself and this connection to coming from love and service uh or altruism versus selfishness uh mm-hmm. you know and, and all of this really ties into that that paradigm shift from separation consciousness to mm-hmm. unity consciousness or let's say at least that we're all connected right we're all yeah um yeah, absolutely 
So, so there's a lot of implications right now on this time and, and just the, just the idea of disclosure happening. And there, there's both positive and negative impacts potentially on human psyche, on human consciousness. I mean, you think about, for example, how disruptive this could become to our narratives of history, you know, human history on this planet, ancient yeah. origins. Like, has there been uh, any alterations, for example, or any intervention by ancient aliens in the human race? And there is even genetic mm-hmm. evidence of that. Uh, religion, yeah. you know, the implications upon religion, the implications upon evolutionary theory and the archaeological narratives and the mainstream academia, uh, economic disruption. So there's so much. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to to share on your thoughts with that? Yeah, there's just so much that we've gone through. I mean, it's really amazing that, you know, we're still here. That shows <laughs> how strong we are as people on, on this planet. But so much that has been thrown at us geologically, economically, you know, psychologically, physically, and we are still here and multiplying. So we've shown that we have the strength to persevere through pretty much anything. There's only one last main obstacle for us to overcome, and that's understanding that we are all one and to just love one another as it was, you know, your own brother or your sister. And if we can come to that understanding and and um and really put down this divide and conquer, re- recognize and discern, like you said, these inv- divide and conquer tactics, which are put out by the political system, the religious systems and the school systems and the and the media, the mainstream media. If we can learn how to discern when we're being attacked with a divide and conquer tactic and put those down, put our boot on that thing and step on it and crush it and get past that, the future for mankind is super, super bright. We will literally excel so far, so fast. It'll be the blink of an eye. It took us 100 years to go from a horse buggy and carriage to putting remote control cars on Mars. And I think just getting past that one hurdle of divide and conquer and recognizing, recognizing it for what it truly is and really then pushing that out and saying, no, no more. And once we do that, I think we can do what we did in 100 years and 20 years. Yeah, We can really accelerate mankind's progress in a way, and, and not just technologically, but spiritually and consciously, because that's one of the biggest things stopping us from excelling past a specific point. It's It's got us just moving ahead, you know, slow, just one drip at a time. But if we can really push that out and get rid of that whole mindset of this divine and conquer, recognize it in everything we see, discern it, and push it away and say, no, I'm not going to allow you to do this to my mind. And then we can, once we get rid of that, we're going to accelerate at a pace that is just unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, they even often talk about that the that the pace of uh, technological growth and advancement is an exponential, you know, kind of curve, and that right. yeah, if if we made that much progress in a hundred years, and yet we should be moving on that exponential curve side of things right now, but we haven't been making those leaps that we should be, and I think that yeah. comes back to again that certain. Um, agendas have suppressed certain advancement uh and Mm -hmm. that it's time for us to really open up our minds again you know there there is one thing about humanity and that is that when we're backed into a corner (laughs) we come out fighting right we come out with innovation creativity you know taking bigger risks because then we're in positions where we have less to lose and um and and i think we're getting to that point where it's like humanity needs to unshackle and and really start taking some bigger leaps in in uh what we believe is possible 
in, um, you know, all the different dimensions that we think, you know, we can gain, gain access to and who we think we are uh, and, mm-hmm. and how we think, um, you know, where we think our power comes from. So, you know, I think one of the big issues is that so many people think power comes from an outside source. You know, it's given to you by someone else or it comes from money or it comes from status or it comes from something in the matrix. But true power comes from within. It's yeah. again that that connecting into knowing thyself and tapping into your unique gifts and your passion mm-hmm. and your purpose and and being driven by it. You know, and when you really tap yeah. into those things and you put yourself on that mission, uh, especially to to bring uh, positive change into the world, you're not going to let so many things stop you. And yet, there are places mm-hmm. where we hit our fears. And, you know, we hit yeah. the roadblocks and we will need to push through that resistance. And so there's a bit of that, the warrior spirit that needs to come in and just be willing to to, to go to battle when needed. Uh, we can't all be mm-hmm. pacifists. And I love yeah. what you said about, um, you know, the divide and conquer kind of mindset. And we have to start seeing through it. Because, you know, even if we put the UFO, UAP disclosure topic aside, just looking at other cultural narratives that are happening right now that are dividing people dividing people into more and more specialized group like groups uh more and more identity kind of based politics uh Mm -hmm. more and more polarization between left and right you know it's like it's more and more fractioned and the media is driving this yeah like 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 the 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 agendas that you see even in in hollywood productions is is driving mm-hmm. all of this narrative that's just creating so much more division um yeah and, and the cancel culture i mean all of this stuff we need to rise above it and i believe that there's mm-hmm. a, a large majority of people out there who might be a bit silent at the moment but everyone's getting frustrated with it so i think it's time for more people to stand up and say no to this yeah stand up and say no and then we have to begin to you know, collaborate with each other. Like we're collaborating. We have to collaborate. We have to stop isolating and get into collaboration. And we have to begin to work together. And we also have to make plans. We have to begin to organize. That's one of the biggest things we're not doing is organizing as a whole, as a mass of people on the planet and realizing how do we change these systems? Well, we have to infiltrate them, right? It's like the old Trojan horse from, you know, the Renaissance era. You have to get inside the gates. And how do you do that? Well, we've got to begin to train people to take on positions of power that are conscious and go on the inside. And when they're inside, then they do what they have to do to break the system down, press the right buttons, expose the right information, whatever it is. But we have to begin to infiltrate these systems in this matrix that exists uh, so that we can break it down from the inside out. We can't keep staying on the outside of these systems and thinking that we're going to have this massive change that just crops up. We have to have conscious people get in and infiltrate from the inside and then you'll see the curtain begin to fall. Hmm. That's interesting. I can see that two ways. Because if you look at, for example, people who get really motivated that they want to make a change in it, and, and so they think, I got to go into politics to do it. And I do believe that we've had some really good people find their way into politics and thinking that they're going to make a difference. But by the time they get in there, they you know are squashed by the system because it's such a mammoth, convoluted, corrupted system that there's no real rescuing it and so then there's also the other model like buckminster fuller is create a new system 
that because that's better, you know, that just performs better, produces better, shows better results all around, and is but is built on a whole new way of operating. Uh, and then the old system becomes obsolete rather than, you know, the fight. So I think it, it maybe it's a bit of both. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit of, I think if you get inside and you begin to collapse it, you know, break it down from the inside, it, it forces a new paradigm, it forces a new system to rise from the ashes. Mm. You know, if you're, if you're in there, and it's got to be obviously more than just one person. If there's people going in in droves that are really trying to go into the, all these different systems and really collapse these systems, it's like a mission. It's almost like a suicide mission in a way, to be honest with you. But we got at some point, somebody has to have enough courage to, to help these systems collapse, and they got to collapse from the inside. Because once they're going down, a new system can rise up from the ashes like a phoenix. Well, they'd have to be really resilient um, and really... They would have had to have done that whole work on themselves, right? So going into one's yeah. own, how do we become that kind of a conscious person? And we got to go into our own belief systems, our own psyche, our own patterns and habits, yeah. ways of doing things that don't work. And we have to collapse those on ourselves and rebuild yeah. a whole new way that is more awakened, more enlightened, more aligned with that new paradigm in our day-to-day -day life to become somebody yeah. who could even go in and infiltrate like what you're talking about. So we have to be it. Yeah be the change to then go and be somebody who can have that influence in the world. And, right. and this is where I often come back to this, this um, allegory or, or metaphor of the metamorphosis of the, the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. And as it's going through that metamorphosis, the old cells of the caterpillar start breaking down and dying in the mm -hmm. chrysalis. And the new cells yeah. start coming in that are the, the cells of the butterfly called the imaginal cells. The old cells attack yeah. it at first, uh, but the new cells keep coming and keep coming. Then they self-organize. Then they start mm -hmm. finding strength in numbers. Then they start to diversify and say, okay, we don't need to be everything and do everything. We can now divvy up the tasks. You can become yeah. an antenna cell. I can become a color cell, you know. And and then eventually this new structure starts to build within that chrysalis. And the old cells yeah. that are still remaining see, okay, it's not working over here. <laughs> I can either yeah. repurpose myself over there on that new yeah. structure or I die off and become obsolete. So, yeah. you know, there's a choice. We always have a choice, but, you know, each person yeah. has to make that choice. And I think we're in yeah. that phase right now where the imaginal cells are very much here coming out, but you're right. We need, you know, there needs to be more collaboration, more self-organizing, more mm -hmm. um, unity, uh, reaching across to, to, to work together uh, versus trying to be lone rangers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. You have to do that. And that's, you know, that's going to make a huge shift in the amount of information and wisdom that gets shared around the planet when people start to collaborate. It also creates tight bonds where you begin to bond with your brother, your sister. And those bonds are hard to break. You know, once you build that type of faith and trust in somebody and you're working together in a positive and clear way, that's helping to enlighten mankind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I do believe that we have currently on the planet today. We have all the resources, all the technologies, all the solutions and plans even, even there and available uh, to clean up the environment, to, to end world hunger, to, you know, really create a much more balanced and harmonious world. And the thing that's stopping it is human will, the will yeah. to take the new actions, take res personal responsibility not just say it's their responsibility over there. Those guys in the government need to do it or those guys in the big tech girl, those billionaires, they're the ones that need to do it. No, we need to do it. 
Every single individual needs to make that choice and take personal responsibility to be the change because the change is always going to have to start from inside before we can actualize it and manifest it outwardly. Uh, so I would call upon every person, no matter who you are, no matter what your social, social or financial standing may be, no matter what your job is, every single person can start working on being the change right now just by changing yeah. your attitude to start with. Uh, changing yeah. from victim mindset to empowerment, that I am empowered. I have choice in every matter, even if sometimes those choices are hard choices, right? We we can, we still have the power to choose and, yeah. and we can, you know, if nothing else, just change the attitude about how we're viewing ourselves and our lives. Yeah, absolutely. That's so powerful. What you said is so powerful. That's an absolute fact. And, uh, you know, whoever's listening to this video, they just need to understand that, hey, Every single one of us is helping to create this reality on this planet <clears throat> and even reality in the universe as a whole. You know, some people think that they have, have no impact, no input to what's happening in their lives and what's happening in the world or even in the universe. But it's a collective consciousness. And once you remember that, you realize that your thoughts, your actions, your voice, it does matter and it does have an impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, coming back to the idea of collaboration, like, I know that you and I have started talking about collaboration. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, S Stephen Greer, I think, is really trying to make a call of people to come forward and collaborate. And rather than trying to just patent things like, let's just do everything open source, like, let's be more transparent. I know Nassim Haramine is working on some great stuff and is, is very much a, a collaborative kind of spirit as well. And I know there's more and more people out there who, if they can just get beyond what can I get out of it to... Yeah getting more mission-oriented and, and what can we do that helps the whole and everyone can win-win versus just mm -hmm. you, you know, versus the win-lose kind of scenario. We can start creating win-win-win-win <laughs> environment. We yeah. win, I win, humanity wins, right? We have everybody winning. And that's like one of those main shifts that we can, can make in our paradigm is, is from the old mm -hmm. survival of the fittest and it's all win-lose to... How do we really get into creating scenarios with our creativity and our innovativeness mm -hmm. to to create win-win situations? Uh, you have right. thoughts, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> what you know, you have to look at the word "win," right? And everyone wants to win. Everybody at their deepest core wants to be a winner. And a lot of the times, what holds us back is the self-doubt and the self-sabotaging. True. And a lot of times we're self-sabotaging ourselves and we're having a lot of self-doubt and uh, we're not believing in ourselves. And again, that's a part of relinquishing all of our power to the outside like you talked about earlier. And in order to be part of a winning team, you have to be a person that literally has belief in yourself. All winning teams, if you talk to the individual players on that team, whether it's a corporate team or a sports team, it doesn't matter. Each individual person, the reason why they're winning, whether a winning team is because each individual person believes in themselves. Now, of course, they believe in their team as a whole, and they reinforce that bond. But individually, every single person you interview is going to tell you that I have the ultimate belief in myself. Mm -hmm. And so it always goes back to the taking a journey to inner space, understanding who you are, believing in yourself, believing in your passion, your abilities, learning how to persevere, and learning how to see things through and stop self-sabotaging, self stop self-doubting, and then uh, take that strength and that, that you've discovered in yourself 
and uh, bond and join and collaborate with a team. And then you become you become part of the human winning team. Mm. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, I love that. I, I think it's so true. You know, every single person has gifts and has something unique to bring to the plate. And and I believe a, a purpose, you know, a divinely given purpose and their gifts and, and everything they need to fulfill that purpose is within them. So again, it just comes back to that know thyself, um, become more self-aware the more you come to heal, right? So insecurities are often de- dealing with unresolved issues from the past. So as we heal from those and let those things go, yeah. we can come more and more to a place of self-trust, uh, belief in oneself, love in oneself, and uh, and and confidence. And then realizing also, like one of the most, I think, this inner state of peace comes when you realize this is my unique peace. This is what I'm here to bring. And I know who I am and what I bring to the table. And I know the value I can provide. And because I know my peace, I don't, I don't feel like I need to do that piece and that piece and that piece either. I can excel in my piece. And then, then it's a matter of, you know, finding that team, as you say, of, you know, people, other people who can bring the other pieces to the plate that they'll be better at it than I would. Right. And so like when you look at a, a, a team, whether it's a soccer team, football team, whatever, you have various players and they have self-confidence in themselves and the role that they are best you know capable of and trained for and they've practiced that and they've become really good at that and and yet if if that team player tries to do another team player's job problems start to happen on the team so we have to know our place within that team for there to be a cohesive unity and and you know really strong team effort uh so i I love the analogy of of being a team player versus again just we're not here to be lone wolves Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, just, it's a great mission. We're all on a great mission. This is a, a grand experiment. You know, how can human consciousness take part in the role of turning things from darkness to light? Mm. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's what I believe in, you know, mm. and I believe that it's our mission and our birthright to seek the light and to also be the light. We all we are already light beings. We just some of us don't know it. Mm. And, you know, and light always beats the darkness, even though we have yin and we have yang and we have this thing permeating through the universe, left and right, up and down, this particular balance. But also when you look at it from just even a basic physics perspective, right now I'm in a pretty well-lit room and there's no amount of darkness that I can inject into this room to make this the lights go dim unless I turn the lights off. That's the only thing I can do, but I can't inject darkness into this room to make the lights dim. However... If I turn all the lights off and I turn on a pen light, the darkness will instantaneously flee from that pen light, mm-hmm. showing again that the light always defeats the dark. And so we must seek the light, be the light, and understand that we are already the light inside of us and just unify that light with others. And man, this world will be an amazing place. Don't worry about the UFOs. Don't worry about aliens to come attack you and to kill you in, in your sleep and blow up your house. They're not going to do it. Okay? They're going to be drawn Don't to the light to because they're also of the light, right? So They're also of the light. <laughs> yeah, there's that in that sort of higher dimensional energy, like attracts light. So if we're holding the light, then we're going to draw in more yeah. light. Uh, if we're holding the dark, then, you know, you're going you're gonna to create more or draw in more darkness yeah. potentially. And and I love that, you know, analogy of, of the light within a dark room. Because if I had just a candle and a single candle, yeah. 
starts to light mm. up a dark room. But then if I can share that flame and share that light with others and help light up other people's candles or flames, the light grows mm-hmm. and grows and grows and the darkness you know, yeah. will be no more. So I love exactly. you know, what we're doing, both of us, you know, in our own ways are helping turn that light on, share that light, right? Spread that flame, so mm-hmm. to speak, so that more light can be held within people. Uh, and that light is ultimately consciousness. It's, it's you know, awakening, uh, greater self-awareness. Uh, the greater the light, the more self-aware we become. The more self-aware yeah. we become, the more we recognize our choices, recognize our responsibilities, be more discerning, act from wisdom and love instead of, you know, from ego and selfishness. So, yeah. you know, with, with the shift, because, and yes, I agree with you, it might get worse before it gets better and it's going to take some time. But I also believe mm-hmm. that we can make a lot of progress in a very short amount of time once that shift happens. So are there yeah. any final, like, um, words of wisdom that you would like to share with people in terms of, you know, how to cope with the big changes that are coming, the implications that are coming, the the old paradigm ways that we have to let go of, the stories yeah. of humanity that we might have to reevaluate uh, yeah. and, and rewrite uh, yeah. altogether? I would tell people, don't let fear guide your mind. Don't let fear rob your joy. Don't let fear break your heart because fear is literally false evidence appearing real. That's what it is. And it's a choice. Just like it was said in that movie, Will Smith, that fear really is a choice. At the end of the day, you have to realize the thing that drives a society, as far as the oligarchs are concerned, is fear. So as things begin to shift and things begin to change, and they will, I guarantee it, you'll begin to see that information will gradually get released more and more. All of a sudden, within the next 10 years, you'll find out we're not the only life in the universe. They'll announce that there's bacteria on Mars that will come in very, very soon. I guarantee it. So that will be the first announcement of official alien life that actually exists in in our solar system, right? So these things are going to begin to rob people of their belief systems, which generates fear. It's going to begin to rob people of their identities because they're thinking, oh my God, well, who am I and what am I? And Don't panic, just stay calm. Realize you're just a person that's connected to a vast, vast universe of sentient life that exists all throughout. Not, in fact, not even just the universe, it's the multiverse. <clears throat> There's a lot more than what you even know exists, but don't be afraid, be a, understand that you are a part of it. This is just one, you're just one part of this huge, huge life force that exists in a conscious universe or a conscious multiverse. And you're part of something much larger. And your part matters. Every individual part matters. And your part is very, very important. And so if you're having fear, release the fear. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nobody coming to blow you up in your bed or kill you or abduct you or things like that. Has it happened in the past? Potentially, when you read a lot of these ancient tablets, there's been situations that kind of make you want to question. But as of right now, the way things look, if they were going to attack us and take us over and kill us, it would it would have been done already. And I don't think that anybody's coming here with guns blazing, because if I was an advanced race, I would just release something in the atmosphere and everybody would be gone. So there's not going to be this type of war. And if anything, they've come to us and they've showed us, hey, we have a way for you to learn how to um, to extend life. That was declined, unfortunately, by the powers that be. They came to us again. Hey, we're going to deactivate your nukes and let you know that we want to save this planet. This planet must be 
must be preserved. This planet is a is a is a gem in the middle of the outskirts of the of the uh, Milky Way galaxy. We're not going to let it be destroyed. Yeah. So if anything, there's help out there. There's light beings out there that have our best interests at heart. They're just waiting for us to grow up and recognize who we truly are. Yeah, true. So well said. So well said, Billy. And you know, I think when it comes to fear, so so often it's the uncertainties that you know people read into uncertainty and mm -hmm. they they respond in fear. Um, or you know, you've got the media and, and various political powers, whatever, trying to make them feel like they should be afraid. And and we have to be careful of the 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 hijacking of, you know, the amygdala that hijacks sort of our higher conscious functioning uh, when when fear takes over, right? Fight, flight, freeze. And so we have to really learn to, number one, not fear uncertainty. And and I look at this from a quantum perspective, right? In a quantum mindset, it's within the uncertainties that infinite possibilities exist. And within those infinite possibilities, we can observe, choose what we want to create, right? If we can bring ourselves into a coherent enough state, then we can choose what possibilities we want to make mm. into reality. Um, and that coherence is such an important piece. So rather than, you know, feeding into fear and letting it hijack you, it's, it's really a process of learning to come into coherence within oneself, learning to maintain your center and your peace and your clear thinking and your centeredness within your heart and your knowingness in your gut, you know, this, this total coherence. Uh, and so then no matter what happens outside of you, you will, you will know you, you will know your center, yeah. your reference point. And then from there, you can make much more clear decisions from higher thinking versus, you know, the, the, the hijacking of, of the fight, flight, freeze response. And that is self-mastery, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and that we get to that point through our daily actions, right? If, if you yeah. can learn to create um, a practice, whether it's meditation or prayer or qigong or, you know, some form of ritual, creating some practice that brings you into your center on a day-to-day -day basis and really just taking some time to be and be with yourself and introspect and, and um, find that point of peace and stillness within you. And that stillness mm -hmm. is the gateway to quantum coherence. Uh, and so this is one of the things that, that, you know, we're really bringing forward with the Quantum Learning Academy is how to do this, because I think that that's what people need is they need the tools. We can talk about the what and the what is important, but we also need the how are we going to get there, right? We need those tools. Mm -hmm. um, yep, and absolutely. I know on Forbidden Knowledge, you probably have a lot of tools that are also being offered. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> for sure. We have a. Uh... A lot of great shows up there, a lot of great content to give you self-help. We have psychotherapists, we have psychiatrists, you know, we have um, biohackers. So there's a lot of tools that are available. You just have to know where to look. So mm -hmm. we've got both platforms, Dr. Teresa platform, my platform, and there's help out there. And there's so many great self-help books available as well. So we can continue to work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I would say the key there is the will to take action. Right, the will mm -hmm. to apply yourself to to create new yeah. habits in your life, to utilize the tools because there are so many available now that work, but they don't work if you don't use mm -hmm. them. 
Right. So true. <laughs> Have the conscious thought and take action behind that conscious thought to create a new outcome. Yeah. So Billy, thank you so much. You've been amazing as always. And, thank you. Uh, you know, such a pleasure. And I look forward to the next time that we collaborate and get together. Uh, very much yeah. appreciated. And so that brings us to the end of this conscious conversation with Billy Carson. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next time. We hope that you've taken some golden nuggets from this session and most importantly, that you will take this knowledge and this information that's been gained here, that you'll go and do your own research and that you'll put some of these teaching suggestions uh, and tools that we've talked about into application in your own life so that you can truly receive the full benefits from it and start becoming the change that we really need in this world. Join us as a game changer. Now, as always, thank you for tuning in to Quantum Minds TV. And if you enjoyed this, please do rate, review, subscribe, and share uh, these videos, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, uh, share it on your social media. And if you'd like to be the first to get full access uh, to each converse, conscious conversation as soon as it becomes available and get first access to it, you can register for free at quantummindstv.com with your name and email. It's totally free to register and it will provide you with a secret link to get the access to each conscious conversation uh, before we publish it publicly. So, and then you can watch them at your leisure. Until next time, I'm Dr. Teresa Lord-White and this is Quantum Minds TV. This Conscious Conversation was created, produced, and recorded by Dr. Teresa Bullard-Weick in collaboration with Billy Carson and edited by Verse Content and HH Films and Photo. The theme music and intro videography were created by Tim Mountain of Evenload Productions. Quantum Minds TV is a product of the Quantum Learning Academy.